there. And welcome to Just My Type. You're listening to a typography podcast. So welcome. Welcome to our <laughs> podcast. Um, this is a podcast where we love to talk about type and everything related to type, including all the fun stuff and the crazy stuff. And we'll and even teach you a few things, maybe. Yeah. Who we'll knows? Learn with you. Exactly. Um, we are so excited to talk about what we have to talk about today. Can't wait. We've got a great typeface for you today. This is actually a request from a friend who was tired of using this typeface and was said to me, Emily, please cover this typeface. And I said, I got you, girl. And this is how we end up here today. Are we going to give them a shout out or are we just going to leave them mysteriously? mysteriously. (laughs) It was unnamed. Elizabeth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, shout out Liz for the request. She requested me on Slack to <laughs> cover this typeface. That's um, how you use Slack in your friend group. <laughs> I know. So yeah, we've got a good one today and I think we should just dive right on in. I'm ready for it. So can we get a drum roll? Copper stone. Copper plate. Embarrassing. <laughs> How funny. Everybody write this down. Jess has not forgotten the typeface. <laughs> it says all today. I thought it was you know, copper stone. I was so ready and I was just going to say it so confidently with you and then you made me question myself. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like all today. I was like, okay, um, it's copper stone, not copper plate. Or I don't know. I just, well, I'm so proud of myself. I, yeah, you got it. Okay, messed <laughs> uh, up. Copper we can't plate. Always have copper great plate. Days. Copper plate. That is the. I think we should case. like give a quick like rundown of our situation to our listeners. So, we live in the Bay Area. Oh, we're talking about the weather. <laughs> I'm so upset right now. Okay, um, it's usually kind of like the cool area of yeah. California. Just the peninsula breeze. Yeah, get that mm, get not, that breeze off of the ocean around here, but not today. Mm-mm. Today it is Miserable. literally a hundred degrees. Worst day ever. I'm and since the Bay Area <laughs> is uh, never really gets above eighty. There's no air conditioning here, so we're dying. Yeah, we have a but huge fan. That's not on. Did you turn it off? Oh, yeah, because no. I was watching TV. It's so hot. Fans, <laughs> don't hold on a go, <laughs> go turn it on. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Okay, so copper plate gothic. That is the typeface we are covering today. Um. I had fun researching the typeface and everything, and it was super interesting. I'm sure you guys have used it. You guys have definitely seen it. It is pretty well known in the type community. Um, we'll get into a little bit of the controversy with it later, but yeah, it's a cool typeface. And let's dive on into some history. You and a whole lot of history. So, copper plates is. <laughs> It's a cool typeface, just like I said before, but it's a typeface designed by Frederick 
W. Gowdy. And you guys are like, oh my God, Gowdy? Like, that's another <laughs> typeface. And you're right. Uh, Frederick did design Gowdy. Yes. Classic. So this typeface was released by American Type Founders, the ATF, in 1901. So it's a relatively old typeface, 1901. Older than me. Older than me. That's <laughs> that's for sure. Um, so I kind of like got deep into Frederick's life, and he led an interesting, cool type designer life. Uh, Frederick was... Frederick William Gowdy. He was an American printer, artist, and type designer. Um, he was born March 8th, 1865, and spent the first 13 of his years of his life in Bloomington. Um, so he's a good Midwest guy, you know, out there printing and um, getting into type. So it was a few years that um, that put Gowdy on his path to being a type designer when he was around 13 he got a pantograph and that's a device that allows people to precisely trace drawings and or letters to another piece of paper so once he received that he would always go into his father's library and would look at the books that his father had and just like looked at the type and you know just fell in love with how books are made and the type in books and like printing for books so he actually designed his first type at 17 and he used it for bible quotes on the walls of sunday school rooms at a church in bloomington and so he just really loved type and he wasn't particularly solely a type designer until later in his years so he kind of grew up and was a printer and um really did fall in love with binding the books and just like yeah really fell in love with books and but at 40 which is not usually the age that type designers come about but even though he was interested as a little kid he at 40 he really started to make his career another situation where it's not a midlife crisis it's a midlife Miracle. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. A midlife miracle. Um, so a article on him says, at 40, this short, plump, pinkish, and puckish gentleman <laughs> kept books for, sh- for a Chicago realtor and considered himself a failure. I don't think he was a failure. But during the next 36 years, starting from almost scratch at an age when most men are permanently set in their chosen vocations, he cut 113 fonts of type, thereby creating more usable faces than did the seven greatest inventors of types and books from Gutenberg to Garamond. So Dowdy was, you know, he was up there. So, from 1920 to 1947, Dowdy was an art director for Lanson Monotype, and although he continued to design for Monotype throughout this period, he kind of withdrew from his workshop working for Monotype, which he dubs the Village Letter Foundry. So, Dowdy kind of withdrew from this because he believed that the methods Monotype used to transfer his designs to matrices compromised his work so he wasn't really agreeing with how um they used their his sketches to make the actual metal type that would use um to type sets this is back in the day before printers um 
And that's how type was made. So all of Gotti's types were drawn freehand without the use of a compass, straight edge, or French curve. So that is a big deal. Like he was just, uh, that's how meticulous and how perfect he was at creating type. Um, so it was at the Village Letter Foundry, his workshop, that Gaudi created the majority of his work. And then in 1939, sadly, the Village Letter Foundry was destroyed by fire and much of his work was lost, which is so sad because That's it was sad. like freehand. And I'm like, oh, dude. All of his work just like yeah. gone. So two of his most successful designs traded for monotype. Um De- Deep Dean and Dowdy Text were not destroyed, luckily. But beginning in 1927, Dowdy was vice president of the Continental Type Founders Association, which distributed many of his faces. So he kind of really got deep into type world, even though he really got the start later in life. But, um, but not that late. Yeah. Not, not bad. 40, you know. We'll be there Back sooner than later. when I was 40. I know. <laughs> um, another fun fact about Gowdy, he seemed like a cool dude. He was widely known from 1915 to 1940 because of the success of his typefaces. Um, so he also gave many lectures and speeches on the great love he had for letter forms. So not only was he successful, but he wanted to share the love of creating type. And that's what we're doing with you guys (laughs) through this podcast. Gowdies of podcasts. Exactly. Typeface podcasts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So basically we are dowdy and the, as successful the as gals. the dowdy counts um dowdy was known to rarely turn down a speaking engagement and in 1940 he was appointed lecturer at syracuse's university for public communications um so an expert excerpt that he from a lecture that he gave to the annual convention of the international club of printing house craftsmen in new york which i definitely wish i could go to i want to go to that convention but you meet cool people there <laughs> um so in 1939 at this convention um he was quoted saying, my craft is a simple one. For nearly 40 years, I have endeavored constantly to create a greater and more general esteem for good printing and typography to give printers and readers of print more legible and more beautiful type than here than were here to available. So by the end of his life, Gowdy had designed a whopping 120 typefaces and published 59 literary works, which is crazy. He also worked with his wife, Bertha, Bertha. um, which is cute because they like collaborated a lot on printing projects. Um, Which is like, aw, Bertha. And it has been claimed that Gowdy was the originator of the well-known statement in the type community, anyone who would letter space lowercase would steal sheep, which is definitely something I want tattooed on my body. (laughs) Anyone You don't already have it? I know, right? (laughs) Am I a real type fan? Anyone who would letter space lowercase would steal sheep, which is interesting. So true. I know, right? And my dowdy words of wisdom. Um, so letter spacing is like the space between letters, but <laughs> no way. <laughs> I'm just saying. So, like anybody who would 
put tracking between lowercase letters with steel sheep, which is, I mean, they go hand in hand. Both criminal apps in my eyes. So, so true. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was a quick rundown on Dowdy's life. But um, a little bit about Copperstone is that he created it in 1901. Um, and... It was really inspired by the edges of letters that are engraved in copper plate. Oh my gosh, I just said copper stone when I was explaining it. <laughs> copper wah, plates. Wah. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I Serifs kind of look like, plate, like copper plates. Yeah, so like the engraved into copper plates, like on monuments or just like back in the day, um, that's it kind of what inspired him to create this typeface um and it is a unique typeface i would say it's not really gothic even though it is copper plate hmm. gothic um but it is a sans serif even no it's though, a serif right well okay throwback to oh, i think it was um our second year in college I was in a oh. class with one of our professors and we were like naming out serif fonts and sans serif. I think it was a typography class. And I was like, I raised my hand. And I'm like, oh, copper plate. That's a serif. You mean copperstone? Copper, <laughs> copper plate. Oh my gosh, you're confusing me. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, goodness. But I told my typography professor, I was like, oh, copper plate. That's a serif. And she's like, no, actually, it's a sans serif. And I'm like, but it has little serif lines. The internet is wrong. But I guess it's like because like it's a sans serif, but just has those little hairline serifs. But they're gotcha. not true serifs because they kind of like go out from the letter. They're not mm -hmm. like placed on top. Okay. I don't know how to describe it, it. But it. But that's what our typography professor said. It's very, um, it's, it could be a. I believe her point. over Wikipedia. I know, right? Any day. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, copper's plates. <laughs> I'm literally never going to get it right. Any more Even history? Use, no, no more history. No more history. Should but, we get to the more exciting part? Well, I was just describing what it looks like. Ah. Uh, Continue. Um, <laughs> uh, it is an only uppercase typeface, so no lowercase, but it does have, um, different weights to go along with it. And it does, um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one to look at. So it, copperstone, copper plate, <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, it is only uppercase, only capitals. So the design was definitely intended to be used for headings and keywords, not body text. Um, it is in the old style serif-ish genre. So it is a point of contention, um, whether this was serif or unserif. So Gaudi created it early in his career, 1901, like we discussed, um, he treasured this typeface for its quality and noted that the design remained largely used even in 1946. Um, so it was a typeface for a long time and it has a cool, has a clean, look. yeah, it's clean. It's a crisp 
typeface and it's used a bunch. Should we go on to where it's used? I like that the Q or like the tail of the Q, it's kind of got like a curve, like the um, part that's inside the O shaped part Mm -hmm. is like more curved. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. It's not like a clean cut stroke, which is kind of fun. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. So dowdy. Use it all the time. Love ya. Love ya, dowds. <laughs> anyway, um, so where it's seen, it is seen in Who Wants to Be a Millionaire's logo, which who doesn't love? Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Um, it's, a fun, <laughs> it's a fun one. Who doesn't love it? I love a good game who show. Who doesn't want to be a millionaire? Family Feud is probably my favorite, but Who Wants to Be a Millionaire is up there for sure. It's also used um, from 1997 till 2012. It was seen in the Universal Pictures logo. Yeah, I think that it's used in a lot of logos. Mm-hmm. I didn't see anything else really besides logos listed on. The, yeah. Um, except for one special one, but we'll get to that one after. <laughs> um, it's also... Emily informed me it's an American Psycho. Do you want to yeah. describe this okay, scene? Okay, never seen the movie because I'm afraid of <laughs> scary movies. But um, I feel like I have, but I don't know. Is it the one where obviously, like that guy or whatever, like murders a bunch of people? I think so. He kind of looks kind of creepy. Like he. Okay, I'll have to look up a picture after. I'm gonna look it up right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't speak to it because I haven't seen it. Um, but it was used in the opening title sequence, um, in American Psycho, oh. and it was yes. used on Paul Allen's business cards in the famous business card scene in American Psycho, which I didn't really realize was a famous scene because I've never seen the movie. But then I just, I just watched the scene and they're all like handing out. They're all like comparing each other's business cards and like what weight of paper it's just like so funny. it's on and like what typeface they've used or if it's like letter pressed. And I, feel I like guess it's a Paul day in the Allen. life of like a type lover. I always do that. I know, right? Like my boss brought in like a poster or something that we designed and we were all like, ooh, ah, like analyzing <laughs> ooh, every little ah. part of it. <laughs> well, and I like, like, um, I feel like American Psycho is an ode to typography in Gowdy's mm-hmm. life like that's a, definitely what the intention of the film was obviously it was a typography like documentary <laughs> yeah I can't uh, believe like nobody's realized that like I haven't even seen the movie and I know laying out the true facts yeah I mean type Cold is everywhere facts. but another place it's seen is in another logo shocker um and I looked up how to say it I think it was Sega right that's how Sega. Sega. Yeah. Um, which, oh, and I also looked up what. There was a gaming company. They're a gaming right? company, but I, there's one game in particular that I remember and it's a blue guy. What is his name? Oh, the, the guy that they just made the movie about. Sonic. They just, Sonic. He, is it Sonic? Maybe it is. He's like the blue guy with the hair. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I liked playing that game. Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog. Good old Wait, Sonic quick like tangent about that movie. Uh-huh. Did you know that they made that movie? They released the trailer for the movie and then people were so mad about how the Sonic 
the hedgehog looked in the movie oh really that they have to go back and change how he looks oh my goodness so i think they like delayed the release of the movie really yeah they're like plot twist it's coming out next year (laughs) i know oh did we say 2019 we meant 2020 yeah i mean that takes a lot to like go back that is i feel like people like which like shouldn't have that much control over how and they maybe should have realized that to begin with like they should have i know did they do any like like, testing like critiques throughout i don't know goodness i think it's just a structural issue on their part (laughs) come on streamline the process Mm -hmm. anywho um another place where this is so relevant right now. i know it is you know basketball we, yeah, we like to keep it really trendy bay area what just do my you type? think of yeah right now i hope you guys are listening to this this week <laughs> yes especially right now because i think they're playing no tomorrow nope, tomorrow <clears throat> or tonight no tonight it's tonight right yeah, See, you know oh i wonder if they won i don't know but yeah <laughs> well they wouldn't be watching it the same day because this comes out in two days but I hope we're watching it at least this week because it is big. It is oh, shoot. new. It is in. <laughs> the Warriors did win tonight <gasps> by one point. Whoa. When's the Nets game? So they could be like listening to this and watching it. All oh, the Nets games on Thursday. Damn it. Yeah. But wow. Congrats. You guys are. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully you guys watched this. We still haven't gone to what it, Spoiler. how it relates to basketball. <laughs> We're just analyzing basketball. Big Warriors But fans. apparently... <laughs> As you can see, none of us watch the thing. We do not watch these. I don't watch sports. I'm sorry. Um, but I like that they're winning. But yes, and I'm all for all for it. I feel but like we will lose followers it over is this. seen. Yes, we probably will lose followers, <laughs> but it's fine. I'm just going to keep talking and act like I know what I'm talking about. Um, it is seen in the Golden State Warriors logo from 2010-2019, and apparently they're changing it um, for the 2019-2020 to season. Which is um, rude. Yeah, but the, the the I guess they edited the bridge look as well, which makes sense because I'm looking at like a – what it looks like now and what it will look like in the future and it the bridge is way more accurate in the newer one so the bay bridge yeah yeah it's not like that much of a difference but there are some stylistic changes which i agree with yeah but i do feel like like copper play it's like so in the warriors logo it's the words around mm-hmm. and there's a so circle the and the bay bridge is in the circle and then around it is golden state warriors um, and I feel like that's used, like, that's how it's used in a lot of logos. It's just, like, wrapped around. Yeah, wrapped mm-hmm. around, or, I don't know, it looks, um, kind of professional, but, like, also fun-ish in the logos. Like, it's very, like, concrete, because it looks like the copper plates, like, hey, we do basketball and we don't mess around. <laughs> so true. They just really vibe well with the Copperstone. They're like basketball, you know, Copperstone makes sense. Yeah. Golden State Warriors. Um, well, I just feel like it got like 15 degrees hotter. I know, right? Should we kind of, uh, should we, uh, 
hose ourselves down from this heat. And yes, I'm kind of getting a little thirsty and I would like some champagne. <laughs> <laughs> Ice cold champagne. Ice cold champagne. In this heat. Yes, because my sweat is sweating and it's terrible. <laughs> let's put on that jazz music. Yep. And let's it up. see what goes good with copper plate. What does go good with <laughs> copper plate? What does go good with copper plate? That um, is the question everybody's been asking. And, you know, wow. we are here to give you the answers you It's hard because seeking. copper plate is used so much in, like, logos. And that would be the only... Um, I keep forgetting. I know, right? That would be the only typeface in a logo, usually. Like, the Golden State Warriors logo, it's just copper plate. Um, on the business card in the... American Psycho, it's just Popper Plate on his business card. So it is a lot times used on its own. But if you have the hankering to pair it up with something, what should we pair it up with, Jess? Yikes, the pressure is on. I can feel my sweat tripping down my face. <laughs> I mean, I'm always basic. I need to really... Next week, guys, I will give you a better font pairing because I'm always, you know, I'm playing it safe. I, I'm Ooh. going to spill out some some it's uh, hard typefaces that come with it. I don't know. Yeah, because this this typeface is like unique looking. Yeah. So you have to you have to pair it with something that's pretty standard. Yeah, like you a good I mean? Helvetica or Universe, something mm -hmm. pretty it's simple. Sans serif to balance it out. So your copper plate could be your type your heading and then whatever you want and i just looked up like a picture of um where it's seen um and one of the ones that came up was copper plate in futura which i think is quite interesting mm -hmm. and kind of nice yeah good old with the new type of pairing Woo! so interesting but um, next week i will next week i'm gonna go wild i'm a creature of wild. habit but i'm gonna go wild and i'm going to provide the coolest font pairing you've ever heard. Yeah. So speaking of next week, um, if you guys want a particular typeface covered, please email us whatever <laughs> you want. That's the cover. And we're happy to cover. Yeah, typeface. <laughs> um, or if you have any type knowledge and you would like to be featured on the show, we're always here to help or if you have a cool font pairing that you want us to yeah. you know or share with everyone design tips with type and anything like that we want to hear from you guys and also please rate us on apple podcast and please tell all your type loving friends to listen because it gives us joy just like gaudi to spread the <laughs> love of type we are pretty much doing gaudi's work yes. here Gaudi's gals yeah over and out <laughs> instead of people who say like we're doing god's worth we're doing Gaudi's we're doing work, Gaudi's work. <laughs> right here on this podcast yes um and that's what we have for you today so we'll i'm gonna say see you next week but we won't <laughs> see, see you but we will we'll 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 do something <laughs> we'll be back next what do you, week what do you say how do you well, end a podcast please someone you, let please, us know yes <laughs> we're still learning we're i wonder how many podcasts we've done so far i, I think, think like it's, it's more than like 20 no it's not that high oh like 15 10 no, 12 i would say it's between 10 and 14 okay no, i, I guess is 13 
I think this is our 13th episode. I'm too lazy to look it up. Yeah, we'll look it up later. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. But well, yeah. Stay cool, my friends. Um, Happy If summer. you're in a place that's cold, then maybe get warm or stay cool if you like the cold weather. I'm jealous <laughs> of you right now. Okay. All right. Well, well <laughs> bye. stay tuned and listen next week. <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs>